welcome to the Living in the Yum podcast. I'm your host, Emma Garrison, founder of The Body Solution, entrepreneur, mindset coach, NLP master practitioner, and lover of lifelong learning. Each week, the Living in the Yum series brings innovative, thought-provoking, and actionable content to help you to gain clarity, alignment, and connection with your soul and body. It's time to take action, to take an authentic stand for yourself, and unapologetically live more into the yum every single day. Are you ready? Here we go. What is up, my friends? It's Emma Garrison here. Welcome back to another episode of the Living in the Yum podcast. This week, we're going to do things just a little bit differently based on the experience that's happening in our space right now called coronavirus. And um, I know that it's been activating a lot of fear and panic and uncertainty. What people are experiencing right now, what that fear looks like, how do we even manage that? And what are the best, quote, options for us in this time? So I just want to drop into some of my perspectives around the situation, bring some context to um, what may be causing some of the patterns that you're experiencing during this time and provide you with some pretty tangible um, couple of things that you can do in this time to decrease that anxiety and fear and really increase that living in the yum vibe and mentality even while in quarantine. So let's drop right in. There's some like nerdy sciencey stuff that I want to talk about that I think will help provide some context to why we're experiencing what we're experiencing, not necessarily related to the coronavirus, but fear and anxiety in general. One of the th- common themes that I've heard about most people's experiences, you know, I just drove back to Utah yesterday, which was Monday. I'm recording today on Tuesday. This will be out on Wednesday. So we're like making things happen. Um, but I spent a lot of time on the phone on my um, drive out to, to Utah, and it's about a 10-hour drive, give or take, and I had some really great opportunity to connect and drop in with some good friends of mine that I haven't connected with in quite some time, and the common theme that I heard across the board from those friends, from my parents, from colleagues, from my clients at Garrison Growth who are trying to navigate how to run their business, which I'll also provide some resources for at the end of this episode, um, some free resources. The common theme and underlying tone amongst people's experience is uncertainty, right? It's like, what will this mean for the business? What will this mean for the money? What will this mean for the stock market? What will this mean for my relationships? What will this mean for my job? What will this mean for our world? Like, is everything going to end? We don't know. And that uncertainty is actually what drives the fear and anxiety. And one of the things I want to highlight here is our brain really does not like uncertainty. And that dislike and discomfort around uncertainty is what allows us to drop into an anxiety fearful state because our brain subconsciously is trying to fix the discomfort of the uncertainty. So really there's two different things to address here, right? There's like the fear and anxiety component and there's the uncertainty component. So when we break it down, Our brain's literal main job is to keep us safe. It's to keep us breathing, to keep us protected, and it's auto-programmed to go seek out the things that might be dangerous for us. And 
You think about the patterns that are happening right now of people just like nose down in the news. I am guilty of this for sure. It's a subconscious experience. Absolutely. Like you're not consciously thinking, I'm going to stare at the news to create more anxiety and fear for myself. (laughs) right? Like you think about all of these people constantly reading the news or social media to get more and more information because that's trying to um, support our brain and keeping us safe. And ultimately that's fear-based, again, sometimes subconscious, to try to keep us protected. And it's not a good, bad, right or wrong thing. It's just biology. And what our job is and what we get to do is become an observer and really get aware of what those patterns are and how they're showing up. Now, the cool thing about our brains is that they're super, super malleable. So if we ask it to go find evidence for things, it will. So, for example, if you are experiencing fear and anxiety, your brain will subconsciously find the things that support that fear and anxiety. So it's the same concept as like if I asked you to look around the room right now and say, look for anything that's the color blue. You'll find a bunch of things that are the color blue, but then when I say, hey, what was yellow in the room, you may not have remembered or seen things yellow. And if you did, you probably saw a lot less yellow than there actually was, right? So so it's really the same thing as like if you've ever had a hard time making a decision. I don't know if you're anything like me, but if you are, um, you could talk yourself in or out of anything. So for example, I was trying to decide if I should come back to Utah or not. There was news that a quarantine was going to come down. I was nervous about being stuck in my house. Like, and I continued to go down this rabbit hole of I'm moving out of fear. I don't want to move out of fear. I want to move out of, you know, sound decision-making. And I also very easily could convince myself, go to Utah, be in the space. You'll be happier. You'll be safer. You'll be all of the stories, right? Like I could come up with a case for either stay in California or go to Utah easily. And I could convince anyone around me that either one of those was the best decision. And this is the perfect example. Like we can always find evidence to what we tell our brain to go find or to hear what our brain is saying to us. So it's, it's really a matter of awareness and generating what you want to generate. So the second part of this is the uncertainty piece, right? And this gets to become a practice and a habit. We are so used to having things so planned and so controlled and so mapped out just the way we like them. And ultimately, and I'm speaking this from experience, I'm somebody who spent years on anti-anxiety, antidepressant medications. Anxiety has been a strong part of my life for a long time. It's been an experience that I'm very used to having. And so I say this from experience, anxiety is just worry for the future. It's worry about uncertainty. It's worry about the unknown. It's worried about worst case scenario and planning and control helps alleviate that perceived problem of not having control, of not knowing what the future will hold. But really, I mean, the funny thing is like the truth is uncertainty is always present and control is a freaking illusion. There is no control. We don't have control over anything except our own experience, which is why gaining that awareness to your thought processes, your belief patterns, all of that good stuff is so key because it changes your whole experience. I've talked about this before on this podcast around like 
oh, I get so excited about it. It's so good. (laughs) Around like our circumstance doesn't have to change for our experience to change. You could be in the same situation and have a different experience than you did a week before. A perfect example of this is people's perceptions of the quarantine, right? Some people feel like, oh, I'm going to be trapped up in my house, locked up, no interaction with people, no access to restaurants. I'm going I'm to be miserable. It's going to be horrible. And other people are using this as a time to catapult their business, to lean into creativity, to read the books they haven't been reading, to dive into personal development, to rest, Hmm, maybe do nothing. Could that be what the universe is trying to get at here, right? Like, how are you choosing to lean in? It's all a choice. And the choice is supported by what our brain is told to go out and find. So just remember, the control is an illusion, right? And uncertainty is always present. So it's not doing us any favors to focus on that. This is just an opportunity to lean into that discomfort and see what can come of it. And there are a couple of things that I really want to highlight here um, as a reminder to myself and anyone else who this might be supportive for. Uh, First and foremost, remembering that and reminding your anxiety brain and the parts of you that are fearful right now, we do not need the fear and the panic to actually be safe and prepared. Our brain thinks that we do. Our brain thinks that we need all of the information that's ramping us up. It thinks that we need every piece of the anxiety and fear to protect us. That's why it's here, but we don't need it. So when you think back to neuro-linguistic programming NLP, I've talked a lot about this on the podcast. Every behavior has a positive intention, including anxiety, including fear, including anger, including, I mean, anything you name it has a positive purpose. Our brains are very, very smart and know exactly what they're doing. And our job as people who are engaged in the personal development realm is to identify when we're having an effective pattern show up, seeing what is the positive purpose here? So I just shared with you about the patterns of anxiety and fear coming from uncertainty, which is coming from the coronavirus in our world right now for most of us. And really diving deeper to understand what is that anxiety and fear really here to do? Because it's not an effective state to be in. We are far less resourceful. Like we literally don't have access to certain parts of our brain when fear and anxiety are at play. And the positive purpose is our brain wants to keep us safe. So we get to create choice. We get to generate options for ourselves. What are other ways that I can ensure my safety and be prepared without that fear, panic, and anxiety, right? So we don't need Literally, we don't need fear and panic in order to be safe and prepared. It's okay to be calm and it's useful to be calm. And that is a superpower during this time. People are craving that during this time. And I'm here to tell you it's a choice, right? It's all a choice. That being said, like you may still have some of the same actions and responses that you would have if you were coming from panic and anxiety and fear. But your experience of them when you come from love and compassion and calmness will be so different. It's literally, like I said, access to more parts of your brain. So when you're able to turn that down, you can still have some of the same reactions. I'm still here in Utah. And originally that thought was stemmed from 
how miserable am I going to be if I'm stuck in this house by myself, right? And that was more fear-based. And really what it came down to was, no, I can be more productive there. I can be more in a state of creativity. I have more access to the outdoors, which I know is meaningful for my soul than I have in California. It really turned into a logical decision based on love and compassion for myself, not based around fear and panic. And the result was still the same if I was moving from fear and panic. So just remembering there's a balance. The actions may be the same, but the come from will make all of the difference, both on a physiological, biological, and emotional, psychological level. Okay, so now that we've talked about some of the maybe hows and whys we're in this experience that we're having of fear and anxiety, let's talk about some of the tangible things that we can do to shift our experience with it. So I actually created... Um, a very typoed and human post on Instagram. I also posted it on my Facebook page about some of the more tangible ways that we can address anxiety and fear. I'm going to share some different ideas on this podcast, but definitely go check out that page. There's a little bit more of like the quote wooey um, not solutions, but opportunities for us to take a look at, like some of our language, how to address certainty, what it looks like to have a energetic cleanse, all of those types of things you can find on my Instagram or my Facebook page. Um, today I'm going to talk a little bit more like hard hat, tangible, um, couple of things that you can do in this time to decrease some of that fear, um, and anxiety that you might be experiencing. So, The first thing that I want to hit on is paying attention to, and perhaps if it feels good and aligned for you, limiting the media intake, right? We are feeding our brain the evidence to believe that it should be fearful and anxious ridden. And here's the truth, like uh, politics aside, the news, they are in the business of generating fear, Because that's what sells. That's like the fact of the matter. I'm not saying that's the intention behind this whole pandemic because I believe it's a big issue and I believe it's something to be addressed. And they're trying to sell stories and selling a story looks like grabbing people's attention. Grabbing people's attention is generating fear. So limit your media intake, whether that's social media, CDC, like BBC, the news, Fox, CNN, whatever it is that you like. Check it one time a day or limit yourself to 10 minutes per day of scrolling on social media and on different news sites, right? Just start to modify your experience because again, whatever you are consuming, your brain will go out and find more of. It's looking for evidence to support the things that it already knows to be true or believes to be true rather. Number two. Fear breeds fear, baby. I don't know about you guys, but I really wasn't experiencing a lot of fear until I actually went out into the world, went to the grocery store, saw the panic in other people's faces, but also in their actions. Like I watched a woman have a hysterical meltdown to the guy stocking the shelves at Trader Joe's, bless his heart, around supply chain and if it was going to end and if we're ever going to have food. And, you know, she had her like seven-year-old kid with her and all the people around were listening because they were also concerned. Um... So, you know, that's alarming or experiencing people at the grocery store clearing the shelves. That's alarming. So that ramped up fear for me. That increased my experience of having fear. So we get to be really intentional about who we are conversing with, about what we are conversing about, 
Um, and really setting boundaries and guidelines of what your expectations are in friendships right now and in conversations right now. Like what a beautiful time to practice that. It's, it's crucial. So for example, I am here living under the same roof with my parents the first time in, you know, 10 ish years. And we had a conversation last night of what does it look like for each of our expectations around media consumption and what are we willing and not willing to share with each other? So just really experiencing that hyper awareness of what your environment looks like. And I know that sounds silly being in a quarantine. If you're choosing to do so, I hope you are. Um, what does that look like? The next thing and perhaps the most important thing to move through this experience is to not hold judgment about your emotions and the things that are coming up for you during this time. Like there is no need to feel shameful or embarrassed if you're scared. This is a time to practice allowing and surrendering to anything and everything like uncertainty, anxiety, fear, sadness, anger, frustration, whatever it is, like it's okay to feel however you're feeling, regardless of the opinions of others. Part of the prevention of moving through our emotions is holding feeling and judgment around them. We don't need to be assigning meaning of good, bad, right, wrong to if we're feeling fearful or If we're kind of feeling apathetic, like this isn't a big deal and people are overreacting, there's no good, bad, right or wrong. And if you're creating judgment about that, it's going to prevent your healing through this process. So one of the things that I recommend to encourage healing and moving through whatever's present is moving your body. This is a somatic release experience and our body physically holds on to anxiety and fear in its container. You know, you hear so often about people who do the trauma work in my world and all of a sudden like their back pain is gone or their chronic hip problem is gone or they lost a bunch of weight from really moving through the trauma. And that's just about releasing emotion and getting emotions in motion, right? The energy in motion, emotions, energy in motions. This could look like punching a pillow or taking a walk down the street in your six foot isolation. (laughs) Or it could look like dancing around the kitchen with your favorite music on um, and like really dancing, like having no judgment about it and really not caring. It could look like screaming at the top of your lungs. What we want to do is make the space in order to move through. You think about like if you're having a conversation with somebody and maybe it's right now and nobody addresses the coronavirus, like everybody's thinking about the buzz in the back of their head of, are we going to talk about the coronavirus or not talk about the coronavirus? And your body is wired the same way. It's like, are we going to experience this or not experience this? And if you're anything like me, and if you experience anxiety and fear, likely you are um, accustomed to suppression and suppressing your emotions and just saying, we're good, we're good. Let's create a solution because that's what anxiety is. Anxiety is ultimately trying to create control, a plan, a solution to get us out of this state of being. So moving your body is a way to somatically release and just express whatever emotions are present. Emotion, energy, and motion, right? So let's let's keep that moving. Move your body. This doesn't need to be a high interval training. Like you can just free flow, do what you got to do. 
Um, the next thing is to really shift your focus. Like I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but there's a reason that different people have different experiences with the same circumstance. And this is just based on what you tell your brain to pay attention to. So becoming an observer of your emotions and thought patterns during this time is key. It will really allow you the freedom. And I say this all the time on this podcast. And so I might sound like a broken record, but I want to hit it home because this is what changed everything for me. And that is the knowing that awareness creates choice and choice creates freedom. We can't have that freedom unless there's more than two choices. And we can't have those choices unless we can see what is actually playing out in our head and what stories we're telling ourselves. So the awareness generates choice, choice generates freedom. And we can't have that freedom unless we're conscious about where our thought patterns are going. So Shifting your focus might mean connecting to people you haven't talked to in a long time, rebuilding friendships. It might mean making a puzzle. It might mean working on your business. It might mean committing to something new or creative or diving into the personal development world. It doesn't have to be one thing that's the right answer. It gets to be anything that your brain can focus on and move forward with. Like, let's create this beautiful opportunity to really slow down, clean the garage, you know, do the things in your business that have been sitting on the back burner, whatever it might look like. I feel like I'm so expansive right now, especially now that I'm back in Utah, of all the things that we can do with the business, of all the things that I can do with helping people and creating a active service through this time. You know, I just, I'm just so excited about it, which sounds contradictory. And it's all about that shift in focus. I got myself to an environment where I knew I would have expansion and that creativity and a place that I could thrive and really move forward. I got myself here and here we are. My experience is totally different because I don't feel stuck. So shifting your focus is key. Remember, it's all a choice. Okay, so next, we really want to take a look at our community and connections. And I know a bunch of you are way ahead of the game on this, and this may seem silly, but um, especially for my millennials, but what I want to share is we are in a time that has so many resources like FaceTime and Zoom and email and all the different ways to connect. Um, So let's utilize them, right? Just because we are in physical isolation does not mean we need to be in social isolation. You get to build and create your community. I've heard of the most amazing ways to connect virtually right now. I know one of our clients is hosting a um, wine tasting as a team building activity while they're all at their homes, but having the wine. Um, I've heard of some having a coffee date, some having a dinner party. I mean, there's so many fun, creative ways to do this via Zoom, via WebEx, whatever um, thing you have access to. Zoom actually offers a free 45-minute option. You don't need to pay for it. Um, Connect with people, love on each other, support each other, see the beauty and the opportunity to reconnect. Like, what a gift. Um, This is my second to last supportive idea for you. Really staying in routine of getting yourself showered, getting yourself dressed, put some makeup on, even if you're not leaving the house, which I hope none of you are. Um, I don't want to get too political here, but I believe quarantine is the way to be right now, even if not dictated by your 
governing state or federal. Um, so keep the routine. And here's the thing about routine that's really great, especially for my people who experience anxiety and fear, is that your routine becomes an identifier of things that you have control over. So you have control over getting up and getting dressed. You have control over getting outside and walking with the dogs. You have control over um, getting organized or maintaining your business or whatever it is. You have control over so much in this moment. So if your brain needs something to control and your brain needs something to feel secure and safe in, create that consistency for yourself. Map out a checklist or an agenda for the day to help support you in knowing, A, I have a routine, and B, I have control of my own experience, right? Allow that ego brain to dive into the control factor, but do it in a productive way. So really create your own structure, your own routine, your own rhythm, and just run with it. Like you've got this. This is such a fun time for creativity and growth. The last thing that I just did and I'm going to share is breathing. It sounds silly. If you told me two years ago, just focus on your breathing, I would have rolled my eyes and laughed in your face. And the truth is breathing has changed my whole life. It's changed my anxiety and fear. It's changed my anger about not finding a parking spot. It's changed my relationship with my family, with my friends. It's changed my relationship to myself. It's changed everything. So in moments like this where anxiety and fear are so present, coming back to our breaths and really centering and grounding with ourselves is going to be key. And to give you an example of what that might look like, I learned this from my first personal development teacher, Christine Hassler. I love her so dearly. I now get to resource at her retreat and it's the most amazing thing. Um, Put one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly your lower belly, so you can feel your breath move in that belly space. And inhale slowly through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Do this three or four times. What I would encourage is with that exhale, especially for my women out there, make a noise out of your mouth so it could look like this. (sighs) Right? Kind of sounds a little funny. Give it a go and see how damn freeing that is because it feels so good. And we get to just use it as a centering technique. Like the second you feel that anxiety and fear come up, breathe, connect, be with yourself. Remind yourselves of the things you are certain of in this moment. I have a roof over my head. I have food in the kitchen. I have toilet paper. I have my family here. We are healthy in this moment. What is real for you in this moment? I go a little bit deeper um, with that on my Instagram post, so check that out. Um, so yeah, just coming back, coming back to that breath is oh, it's beautiful. It's game changing. It's all the things. I'm so grateful for that, (laughs) which sounds crazy. I'm so thankful for my breath, but I am. And my awareness to drop into breath anytime I'm experiencing, um, discomfort or uncomfortable or ineffective emotions. You know, I was just watching a part of a documentary with my parents and a Trump clip came up and not to dive into politics here, but he made just some horrible comment about, you know, 
women and there, there were some racist mentions in there. And I felt my body tensing up and just like so much anger and ineffective emotions coming up. And I just took a really big, deep breath and made a like, "Uh," and my mom was like, are you okay? And I had, you know, I had to really just be centered and remember this is my clearing process. This is my centering process. And it gets to be just like that. And it's the best. And I really, really invite you all to lean into your breath through this highly emotional time. One last thing, and I don't want this to be too political because I support people believing what they want to believe and know that I respect and honor whatever you choose. What I'm asking of is to really take this quarantine and self-isolation time seriously and remember that this isn't about you getting sick, right? Like I've spoken to so many people who say, I know I'll be fine. I'm healthy. I'm in the age bracket that's not at risk. All of these things. And that's great. I'm proud of you. That's awesome. I'm glad you'll be healthy. The thing is, there's a lot of people, A, there's this is two, twofold. There's a lot of people who don't have the luxury to say, oh, I'll be healthy. No big deal. And imagine what that experience is like and watching people bebop around like it ain't no thing, going to bars and meals and still having work meetings together in person. Like it's so irresponsible and such a disservice um, and showing a lack of love and compassion and consideration for other people, the people who don't have a choice. The other component of this is the very logical side, which is when this outbreak continues and we hit capacity in medical facilities, which is where we are headed right now, we'll be in the same scenario that Italy is in where doctors are literally having to choose who lives and who dies based on who has a better chance solely because they don't have the resources like ventilators to keep all of the patients alive. And that is horrific. I don't want that for any society, any human being, any family, any loved one. I don't want that for my worst enemy, right? Like really look at this not as a political scheme, not as the news is overreacting, not as two divided sides, but as what can we do as a collective together to support each other for the people who don't have a choice, for the people who can't support themselves, for the people who are having coronavirus and may have to have their ventilator pulled because they have less of a chance of survival than the person sitting next to them. Remembering that like our healthcare systems are still dealing with their regular, you know, people who are having heart attacks and people who are, you know, get in car accidents or whatever. So really think of this quarantine as a support of other people. It's not about you. This isn't about you. And I just want to ground that and root that in. And again, Whatever your beliefs, awesome. Please do this for each other. Take a stand for society. Take a stand for the collective and move forward with love and compassion by quarantining, self-isolating, distancing yourself from others. Don't go to events um, and don't wait for the government to tell us to quarantine. Do it now. Take a stand. Love each other. Um. Okay, I think that's it for today. 
I, oh, I did mention to you guys earlier on the podcast, the resource for Garrison Growth. We are hosting a webinar. It's currently just for our clients, um, but I'm inviting my listeners. We're also going to do a free webinar open to the public. Um, If you would like access to this webinar that's specific to clients, we are talking about using strategic growth processes in a time of uncertainty. What does it even mean for our teams? What does it mean to have more effective communication? All of the things. How do we take care of our people during this time? It will be um, tomorrow, March 19th at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you are interested in the registration URL, connect with me on Instagram or Facebook and drop me a DM and I will get you the registration link and we'll get you all set up. We'll have a couple of more free webinars available to the public um, to help move through this time of uncertainty in business and what that really means for our teams and how we take care of them. How do we address their fears during this process in order to maintain a really effective, sustainable business during this time? So that's a little bit of my um, other hat in the consulting business world, and I'm excited to share that with you guys. Um, Again, if you have interest, drop me a DM. I'll get you the registration link. And um, yeah, until next time, when we have Miss Jenna Hitchcock on talking all things sexuality and all of the yumminess that comes with it, and it may not be what you think. So tune in next week. I can't wait to um, talk with you all then. Please know that I am a resource if you need it. DM me, send me a message on Facebook. I am here for you guys and, um, we will get through this together. I have all the faith in the world. Don't forget to see the beauty and the amazing things that are happening during this time and celebrate the wins. And I love you all so much. I'll talk to you soon. If you know that you are feeling called and ready to really up-level your life, to shift your experience with your body and soul connection, drop me a DM at Emma M. Garrison on Instagram. I do have limited spaces available so that I can maintain the depth with my clients, but I would love to hear from you if this sparks Thank you so, so much for taking the time to be here today with me. I so appreciate and value that. And I'm sending you so much love, so much light, and so much yum. I'll talk to you soon.